Welcome to The Bright-Eyed, a podcast dedicated toward empowering our generation. Each week, I interview teen changemakers who have a purpose, a passion, and are doing something about it. We are more than capable of changing our world for the better. Let's see who's rising to the occasion. I'm your host, Daisy No, and this is The Bright-Eyed. Good morning and welcome to The Bright-Eyed. So today, I'm here with a 16-year-old from Orange County, California. She's the founder of Soli Sunshine, a worldwide volunteer organization that spreads encouragement, what she likes to call sunshine, to people with mental health conditions through letters of encouragement. She has sent over a thousand letters to mental health facilities and has received letters from 35 countries. Natalie is also the author of the children's book, Don't Worry Little Donkey, that helps younger children overcome their anxieties. I'm really excited to be interviewing Natalie Salvatira, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. So I'd love to get in and talk about your organization and your work, nonprofit work, but I kind of want to start at kind of the heart of where your organization kind of started. So when did you kind of discover an interest or passion for mental health? Well, um, I've always kind of been interested in it because I just think it's kind of an interesting topic. Like physical health is important, but mental health is also just as important. And so in May 2020, I learned that people with an OCD hand washing compulsion, and although I can't relate, they're having a hard time with all the constant reminders to wash their hands because they're trying to overcome the compulsion, but then the reminders make it really difficult. So I just wanted to spread some encouragement to those people that they will get through it. So how has COVID, oh, we kind of talked about it a little bit right now, but how has COVID-19 affected mental health issues just in general? Um, Well, COVID-19 has increased a lot of people's stress, not just Mm -hmm. for people with mental health conditions, but everybody's been more worried, stressed about numerous things. And so I just wanted to spread some more sunshine because sometimes it can feel like there's like a little storm cloud over you when everything just is getting canceled and people are getting sick and stuff. Um, so what's kind of a common misunderstanding that a lot of people have about mental health or like the stigma? Well, I think a lot of people might not assume or they might assume that anxiety is just like something everybody has, which is true, but people with like mental health, like diagnosed anxiety and OCD, which stands for obsessive compulsive disorder, can't control it or even depression and so it's not like they're choosing to be sad or something they just can't control their emotions in a way another common misconception about OCD is people often assume that it's just like a sorting um, disorder or organization which is actually not true while that can be true for some people there are actually five different types which are organization um, hoarding obsessive thoughts ruminations and doing things in certain like patterns so many times people will say like oh I have an OCD um, I have OCD or this is so OCD when they don't put things in like rainbow order or whatever. Not everybody with OCD has that. So it's not a true effect of the condition. 
I think like people need to be like educated on what it's really like. And that's what your organization is definitely doing. I love that like page on your website where you share like personal stories, of course, are anonymous. But I think that's like looking at it from someone who's actually dealing with it um, is much far better than what you can get from like people who are kind of just speculating or making assumptions. Definitely, because the people who read it, even if they don't have a mental health condition, it definitely helps them learn what that condition is and gives like a point of view from somebody who has it. And then for people who do have the mental condition, mental health condition, they can read about it. And it just feels so good to hear from somebody who you're experiencing the same things as. Because a lot of times, if you find somebody who can relate with you, it makes you feel so much better. That's so true. I didn't even think about that side. Like people reading who are kind of like identifying or like saying, hey, I struggle with that too. Um, That has to be a really powerful thing um, to get to read and realize that you're not alone. Um, And so kind of looking at it from a teen perspective, um, how important are like teens in this movement? Because, you know, we are kind of inheriting this world and we're going to kind of decide how it runs. Well, I think that people can just learn about all the different conditions or about mental health. And then just from learning and understanding, people can be more tolerant. And then all this, a lot of the stigmas will go away and people will be more comfortable with going to therapy or saying they have a mental health condition because it won't be so different. Yeah, no, totally. And I feel like now we're kind of having that breakthrough in terms of that stigma. Of course, there's like a long way to go, but I like seeing that kind of more openness and we're kind of getting to a good place. Um, What would you kind of like to see uh, progress and change? Um, Well, I feel like a lot of people, if they have a mental health condition, just because people don't necessarily understand it, they might judge somebody because of it even though it doesn't make them like a bad person. For example, if somebody has like ruminating thoughts, OCD, and they get worried a lot, people might assume they're like annoying or just like depressed or something when really they're going, having something much deeper going on that they just can't control. No, totally. And um, what's kind of something that you want people to kind of change about their attitude or maybe do in order to change that stigma that we have? I think just learning is the most important thing just from learning from other people experiencing things I think is the most important way just to to gain information about something. Yeah, for sure. Um, And so just out of curiosity, because I think right now, um, I think more and more people are starting to make this issue like personal, like either you know someone or you know someone who knows someone. Um, So for those of us with friends who are kind of struggling with mental health, what are some ways we can encourage and support them? That's a really good question, actually. I think just by, so a lot of times people with mental health conditions, if you go to a therapist or something like that, psychiatrist, they'll say not to give in to whatever your like the voice in your head is talking to you about. So it's not good just to say like, you're fine, you're fine, all that stuff. But just to say, like, is this rational? Not, I'm, you wouldn't say that to your friend, but like you can tell that to yourself. Is this rational or is this like actually happening? And then if your friend is going through something, you can just tell them that 
I always say this quote to my friends if something is going on. I say everything will be better in the end. And if it's not okay, it's not the end. And I just think that's a great quote because everybody just needs to be reminded sometimes that things will be rough at points, but then they'll always get better. Yeah, for sure. And I just love this kind of like positive energy that you have. Um, I've only talked to you for like five minutes now, but I definitely feel that like kind of like inner joy and like happiness. So how did you kind of like come to develop that? Was that something intuitive or did you learn how to kind of maintain a positive outlook? If you're positive for yourself, you can hopefully try to make other people positive as well. And so I really wanted the whole idea of Soli Sunshine to be focusing on only sunshine, even though you can't always control how you're feeling. I just think that if people stay like the sun and be bright and happy, a lot of things will be better. And so I wanted my Instagram also to focus on motivational quotes to inspire people. And then I also wanted to post pictures of the letters that we receive and transcribe onto our Instagram, because I think it makes you feel super good if your letter's posted and you're like, oh, look, that's my letter. Because it just, in, in addition to making somebody who receives it feel good, it also makes you feel good for writing it. No, for sure. And I love just going on your Instagram page and like reading all this. Because even though the letters that you post photos of, they're not addressed to me. But I definitely like feel that like spreading of like positivity and joy. And I think especially right now, like that's really essential. I try to have all the letters we post on the Instagram just generic because I feel like even if they have a certain message about them, which they all have their own purpose necessarily, um, I think everybody can relate to them in a different way, which I think makes them as if they're personal. So that's super special, in my opinion. And the fact that it's letters, we're definitely going to talk about this a little bit later in the interview, but um, there's something special about it being handwritten for sure. Um, so kind of thinking about mental health and your passion for it, uh, is this something you kind of want to study maybe in the future or pursue? As much as I want to continue Slowly Sunshine, and I plan to continue it for another year, two years, maybe through college, I, in the future, see myself, my dream job is to be a flavor chemist, specifically a flavorist, and my dream is to work at Frito-Lay headquarters. Um, so the kind of backtracking back to um, the topic of like mental health, how would you kind of give advice for someone who has a friend who they see might be struggling to kind of like approach them and kind of like start a conversation? I would say don't go up to them and be like, oh, I think you have this or whatever. Right. I, would just, I would just give like a generic message of, I don't know what you're going through, but if you are going through something, just know it will get better. Everything is going to be all right in the end and just positivity. Yeah, I agree. You know, sometimes you don't really need to fix the problem. You just kind of just need to be there. Would you agree that that kind of has some truth? I agree. I think you can't, you're going to always have to deal with something and you can't always run away from it. And I think what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. I totally agree with that because a lot of times you just need to go through things and then really they all, even negative things, negative people, they truly make you stronger because you can learn lifelong lessons. 
Definitely. And I think you also build that like sense of strength and like inner, like yeah. I was able to overcome this, like what can't I do? What kind of words of encouragement would you give to someone who's struggling with mental health right now? So on our website, we have a list of phrases and words that I suggest that people put in the letters if they don't really know what to say to somebody. And so I would say words like strong, inspiring, um, brave, courageous, intelligent, amazing, things like that, that no matter the person, they could find something and it would apply to them. Yeah, for sure. Um, And so in quarantine right now, as we're beginning to start school and all these stresses are kind of coming as well, what's something that you've been doing to kind of just stay positive or like overcome anxieties or like nervousness? Um, What have you been doing to overcome that? Well, I have a little journal that every night I, well, I used to do this. I'm going to kind of go back to it, but that I write three things that I'm grateful for or more if I like. And it's just to find something positive about the day. And then also in the future, if you go back, you can look at it and just, it kind of makes you remember that day also. So um, I kind of want to talk a little bit more about that because I think that's a really like healthy kind of habit to get into. Um, so after you started kind of writing things that you were grateful for, um, how do you, have you noticed like anything different about how you go through life or deal with struggles? Well, sometimes if you feel like you have a rough day, you might end up putting the same things that you put previous days and it might make you feel like, oh, this kind of, I don't know. But just looking back on them, it just shows how thankful really that you are for those things. And I definitely, it shows me what I'm thankful for and it makes me so much more appreciative. Yeah, awesome. Um, Well, we're going to take a short little break right here, but we're definitely going to be continuing this conversation with Natalie in just a moment, so stay tuned. Hey guys, Natalie has a wonderful initiative called Solely Sunshine where you can write a virtual letter for patients at mental health facilities. It's amazing how much a single letter can make all the difference in someone's life. To write a letter of encouragement yourself, check out the Solely Sunshine website at www.solelysunshine.com. And to follow Natalie's initiative on Instagram, you can find it at solely.sunshine. And now, let's get back into the episode. So welcome back. I'd love to talk to you more about your organization, Soli Sunshine. So could you tell us a little bit about it? Soli Sunshine is a mental health organization where people all around the world can write virtual letters of encouragement for free that are transcribed by somebody on my team and sent to mental health facilities all over the world. And what inspired you to kind of start it? In May of 2020, I posted a picture on my Instagram because I thought of this idea and of sending letters to mental health facilities. And so I posted a picture of me writing a letter on my my feed, personal feed, and I asked my friends if they would write one and then I would send it off. And the response was actually amazing. So I decided to try to make it something where more people anywhere could help. So that's where the idea of a virtual letter came in, and it's been going great so far. 
That's awesome. Um, how expansive is your team right now? Well, I have a bunch of different assistants, chapters helping. I have, I'm a Girl Scout, so a lot of Girl Scouts are helping. I'm actually also working with the Road Tech of Vancouver, which is super cool. And then there's just some people from Instagram, if they really want to take like another step and we call it a ray of sunshine, they can volunteer. I'll send them about 10 pre-typed messages and then they can write and draw whatever the messages are and then they can send them to our PO box. So I have somebody in England who does that, people in Las Vegas, California. So that's pretty cool too. That's amazing. And in such little time, I mean, 35 countries, 1,000 letters, like these are really huge figures. Um, But I guess when you have a good message, honestly, people can't resist. So why letters? Because I mean, you could just send an email, you could give a phone call, but what kind of makes like those handwritten letters really like impactful and special? Well, during COVID, when I couldn't see my friends very much, you know, it gets really lonely. And so, sure, we text or we FaceTime, but actually receiving, like, a letter from them, that's something you could hang up, look at again with, like, their writing and a picture from them. It just means so much more than just a virtual email since we're always on our phones and computers and stuff. So that's why it was super important to me to make Soli Sunshine physical letters that we'll mail out rather than just emails. So how has your letters been kind of impacting people at these mental health facilities? Well, I love to hear the testimonies and feedback we get back from the different mental health facilities. Um, A lot of, or all of them are super grateful to receive the letters. And one of the mental health facilities, I believe in Oregon, said that because all the teenagers had been quarantining, they haven't had really any outside connection. So receiving the letters just made them feel a lot better. And while their worries or anxieties weren't solved, it just made things so much better. In another mental health facility, we got feedback that the kids like to choose their own letters that we sent because we sent about 10 in a manila envelope. And we even heard back that they put them and hung them up in their rooms. So I thought that was super, super sweet. Honestly, these like little acts of kindness can have so much of an impact. I also wanted to do something where you didn't have to pay because it's hard for kids can totally make a difference, but it's hard when you have to donate or pay for something to really make that difference. So I just wanted something where it took just time And it doesn't even take that much time. It can take as much time as you have and you can make a difference super fast. Yeah, I love it. It's like accessible for everyone. Um, I think that's really powerful about your initiative. Um, So has there been like a letter or maybe like a story that's kind of stuck with you as you've been running this organization? Well, we have had some cool um, people who have written letters that have inspired other people to do the same. And so I've heard from somebody who had a friend that was suicidal, which is super scary, but it's um, something that is important to learn about. And they sent their friend that letter and they just said that receiving that made them feel a lot better. And like, while it didn't completely solve what they were going through, it just like something that added a little more sunshine. Um, We've also gotten letters from... um, a school with for kids with autism in New York 
And so that was super sweet because it just shows that anybody, no matter how old you are or what what you are, what you do, you can make a difference too. When did you kind of notice that your movement or message was kind of gaining a lot of traction? Well, I was lucky to be featured in um, a Kabloom interview. And so once I posted that interview, a lot of people saw it. And as soon as I started asking people to write letters from that video interview, we started getting more followers and so that, that was really exciting for me, and especially because not, not the followers, but just because every time someone followed, they wrote a letter because I sent them the link, and then they, they supported the project, so that felt really good. Yeah, and what's been that kind of like best part of running the organization so far? Well, I love hearing back from the different mental health facilities, and I also love to personally on Instagram talk to people who write the letters. And when they say that writing them makes them feel good as well, um, because they're also people from all over the world, like Pakistan, Oman, India, or uh, Malaysia. So it's just super cool to talk to people who makes you feel connected, even though you're so far away. Um, so the people they're addressing it to, obviously we're giving them encouragement, but how does kind of just writing it and giving someone else that little ray of sunshine, um, kind of affect the letter writer too? So a lot of times when people have mental health conditions, a therapist or doctor, psychiatrist suggests actually journaling or writing things down. And so that's kind of like what the letter is when the people write the letter, they write what is kind of on their mind what would help them in that moment so when they're writing it it, the message is also helping them make them feel good because they know they're going to help somebody and so I think that's super cool too. So you are a published children's book author congratulations so could you just tell us a little bit about your book and what it's about? So the book is about uh, some my favorite animals actually donkey and so the book is about a little donkey who has anxieties and worries about things like little children would, like ghosts, monsters, weather, stuff like that. So I just wanted the little donkey. He and his mama experience all these things in the world. And so his mama helps him learn to overcome his worries through different techniques. So I hope if any kids reading it or even older people, but it's mainly aimed towards younger kids, can learn something from it. For sure. And where did that idea to write a book come from? So it's always sort of been something in my bucket list to write a book. And I've often found in kind of my New Year's resolutions, I always wanted to write a book to help people because I love to write creative stories and talk to people and tell stories. And so that's basically how I came up with it. And then I thought, why not be donkey? Because that's my favorite animal. And then when Sully Sunshine started, I thought this would be a great addition for it as well. I received some questions from amazing listeners for you. Um, so the first one is from someone named Maggie from Dublin, California, and she wants to know what kind of motivates you just in general. I would say I'm motivated from other people. A lot of times I'm, well, my role models are definitely my parents and my sister because they've all done some amazing things. But then I'm super inspired by other kids who 
I follow on social media. I try, so a lot of times social media can have like negative impacts. So I try to use it for good. And I follow people who inspire me and that I aspire to be like. Um, And then our second question is from Katie from Anaheim Hills, California. And she wants to know if you have any new books currently in the making or maybe in the future. I'm definitely thinking about making a second Do Not Worry Little Donkey book about maybe so the book ends with him going off to school and being more brave so i'm definitely thinking maybe like the next what comes when he's at school maybe or things like that so we'll see though so we reached the end of the interview but i've genuinely learned so much from hearing you talk and just by like having these important conversations with you Um, but before we close out um, i have one more question so if the whole world was listening to you right now what would you say I would say just to treat people with kindness and tolerance because if everybody is just kind to each other and just open to learning new things, the world will be so much more peaceful. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed that episode. And if you can, I'd really appreciate if you guys left a quick rating and review on this podcast. You can also check out my Instagram at the Bright Eye Pod for more great content. Stay tuned next week for another inspiring interview, but until then, I'll talk to you soon. Bye!